and welcome to Fantasy Sports Club Scottish Premiership Podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and alongside me is your fantasy analyst, Neil Wilson. This week, we'll be analysing week nine of the Scottish Premiership and interesting results this week. Very interesting results, Christy, including an exciting game at Easter Road. Indeed. Well, let's start there at Easter Road. Hibs against top of the table Aberdeen. Aberdeen proving to be a little bit stronger in this one, coming away with a 1-0 victory. This is a big win, Christy. I mean, we talked in the preview about Hibs having beaten Rangers at Ibrox, having drawn with Celtic at Celtic Park. Aberdeen have gone to Easter Road and won the game. Something neither of the old firm sides could do. So yeah, big result for them. And again, Defensively, Aberdeen absolutely brilliant. I mean, this is uh, almost Man United-esque. Defensively, yes, good. There were a few holes, though, actually. Particularly the great piece from Danny Swanson. He got past so many defenders, but then they just threw themselves at the ball and it was like a wall of Aberdeen defenders blocking the shot there. Yeah, and Danny Swanson made a big impact coming from the bench. Uh, Trickery causing a lot of problems. Should certainly be starting games going forward. As you say, managed to get to the byline a couple of times, cut the ball across, but Aberdeen, red wall. Red wall indeed. Let's drop on some of the Aberdeen players then that helped create this victory. Well, we said beforehand Rooney had to start. He did start. Nice attempts from him at points throughout the game. What did you think of his overall performance? Not quite as clinical as the hat trick last week, but certainly his partnership with me should improve as the season goes along. Aberdeen, yeah, reasonably dangerous, but more often than not, coming from Gary McKay-Stevens. Yes, he was really the standout. He played so, so well, and his movement was pristine. It certainly was pristine. That's high, that's high praise, Christy. I mean, uh, he certainly recovered from his little uh, traverse in the River Kelvin last month, so uh, that's good to see. And a uh, lovely goal, finished, beautiful pass from Kenny McLean. I mean, that is... How you draw up in the training field, a lovely defence splitting pass. Also, Mackay Stevens always been quick. Finishing's been a slight question mark with him, but no mistake this week. No, no mistake. McLean, as you drop on him, his vision was fantastic. And as you mentioned, the pass as well. Graeme Shinney also doing well going forward. Again, we mention him every week. He's really a defender that causes problems for, well, his defender counterparts. Yeah, he, he certainly likes to get forward Shinny and on the other side, Shelley and Logan. I mean, they've got two good attacking fullbacks there. And when Aberdeen can boss possession, then these guys certainly bomb forward. But unlike some other teams that do this, Aberdeen are still defensively very strong, uh, very solid. So, hey, yeah, they've got a good balance at both ends of the field. Well, let's look at some of the Hibs players who really tried to create something in this game. Well, it was really John McGinn again with the long-range shots. He was looking to create chances, and I thought he was the standout again. That was some good rhyming there, just inadvertent rhyming. I like that. Appreciate that touch, Christy. Yeah, I mean, he continued his good form. Unfortunately for Hibs fans, he will likely be sold in January, particularly given his sort of run of form here, um, posing a threat. Need Anthony Stokes to start firing, Christy? I mean, uh, he is the main man. He is the, the big talent on the side, but not scoring. And without him scoring, Hibs a little blunt. A little blunt. It was a little bit more promising from him, though. I mean, he did have a shot that was always rising, but he was off balance when he hit it. So given the benefit and the doubt of that one. From a free kick, though, not enough sting in the shot. But again, a bit more promising. A bit more promising. I mean, I think perhaps... 
Oh, I certainly have high expectations of him with 20 goals plus this season. That's still a, a realistic target for him, I think. I mean, he could do with assistance up there. Obviously, Simon Murray had a good start to the season. Pretty much disappeared now on the bench, not getting a lot of game time. So I think maybe a loan signing in January. Uh, certainly someone with attacking talent to go alongside Stokes would definitely be beneficial. I, I think Stokes just a bit isolated. The other sides know he's the sort of main threat and really uh, snuffing him out. Well, I think we could maybe see a difference from Stokes next week because Neil Lennon has said he was disappointed with the forwards and he's disappointed they're not scoring and that this needs to be addressed because of their poor quality. So I think we could see, to put it in Craig Shakespeare's words, a kick up the backside as he did for Leicester and Maris. That was unnerving there. It was almost like you're suggesting I need a kick up the backside there, Christy. Uh, yeah, tough. Tough for Anthony Stokes. He, he, he needs to start getting a few goals. As you say, I don't think Len will mess about uh, with getting him out of the side. No, I don't think he will. I think it'll be a real wake-up call for him. Stephen Whitaker, good both defensively and offensively in this game with an early header. Helped create chances going forward, nearly set them up with a goal. And he was pretty decent, particularly in the first half. Yeah, if we're talking about attacking fullbacks, Whitaker is the sort of epitome of someone who's better going forward than defending. So again, Hibs, when they need a bit of attacking threat from outside Stokes, it has to be the fullbacks or Danny Swanson, as uh, he showed when he came from the bench. So yeah, it needs help. It can't all re- be relied upon John McGinn pushing forward from midfield or on Stokes himself. There needs to be a sort of secondary striker. And perhaps Swanson is that man. Perhaps he is. He certainly had a good game. I know we've drawn on him a little bit, but him and John McGinn really carried Hibs forward in this game. So it was really promising to see. Do you think he'll start next week? Yeah, I think Swanson will probably start next week. Obviously a tough game in the semi-final against Celtic. A big game. So they need all the attacking weapons they can muster. And Swanson perhaps playing behind Stokes. It's not the worst idea. Not the worst idea. Well, let's move on to Celtic then. They played Dundee this weekend. 59 games unbeaten in the league now. And Dundee were 31 games without a win against Celtic. So the odds didn't pose great for them before the match. And well, it was Celtic that came away with a 1-0 win. few of their players rested though because of the big Bayern Munich game on Wednesday. It was Oliver Cham providing the difference. Lovely shot from the edge of the box. Bending shot, which went into the corner of the net. Bending shot, but man, that was poor keeping. Man, that was poor keeping. Yeah, it was a bit swerving ball, but come on. You're really going to let that in from that distance? Come on. Perhaps a bit more difficult than it looked. No? No benefit of the doubt here? I mean, no the, benefit of the doubt, man. I'm the first one to pick up on keepers when they're not doing their job, but I thought it was a pretty stinging shot. Should have been saved. Should have been saved. There you go. I thought that Lee Griffiths had a pretty quiet game, apart from maybe two shots on target. Very quiet game, and that could really go for most of the Celtic team here. If they play like this against Bayern Munich, they will be tonked. I mean, the worst possible news was that Bayern sacked Ancelotti, and now they face Bayern under the new manager, Heinkes, and there will obviously be a bounce there. So very, very difficult, I see, on Wednesday. Christy, would you agree? Yeah, it could certainly be difficult. No start for Dembele in this match. He came on in the 75th minute. Is this because he's being rested for the Munich game? And should they perhaps have played him to see how they gel as a team? 
Yeah, I think this guy needs game time. He, he really has had very little game time, obviously returning from injury, and starting to wonder what on earth is going on here, because you would think to build up his fitness, if you're going to use him as the main striker against Bayern, then obviously I think longer than 15 minutes was necessary. So perhaps it suggests Lee Griffiths uh, will be the striker again during the week. I think you could definitely be right on that one. I'm a bit puzzled by it myself, especially when Lee Griffiths had a quiet game. You'd maybe want to give him a bit more game time. But Patrick Roberts was good again for Celtic, menacing the Dundee defence. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's always good. He's always taking on players, tricky, quick, can cross, can get in the box. I mean, yeah, he's got everything you want from a winger. Um, had a good game. Is he likely to start against Bayern Munich or will they go for James Forrest? I think I'd Tough be going one. for Roberts in this one. Oh, I definitely Forrest for has been yeah. underperforming at some points. He's not been as consistent as Roberts. And Roberts is really a player that can make the difference, find the key pass and has a much better vision for the game than Forrest. Yeah, I'd certainly go for Roberts, Chris. Yeah. I think there's quite a gap in abilities between James Forrest and Patrick Roberts. Interesting to see though, but yeah, like you, Christy, I think this Bayern Munich game will be very tough for Celtic, and I'd be surprised if there wasn't a three-goal-plus margin. I'd agree with that. McGregor also causing problems for Dundee. I know we've talked about him before. Could he be starting on Wednesday, or do you not see it happening? I think it's tough in a game away in Europe, particularly at Bayern Munich, to play McGregor, who's definitely better going forward uh, than backwards. Potentially you could start, but that would be Rodgers going with a very offensive formation, I think. More likely as he comes off the bench with 20 minutes to go if they need a goal or if they uh, need to change things around. I think it would be quite brave and quite offensive to play him from the start. De Vries starting for Celtic in place of Gordon. Again, a resting change, but he really saved Celtic. I mean, what, his first start in maybe 18 months for the club and he's ended up saving them in this match. Lady Doris, he had a, a tremendous performance and, as you say, made some crucial saves because, as we'll go on to Dundee in a minute, uh, he certainly had, as we'll go on to Dundee in a minute, they certainly had their chances, so De Vries had to, had to have a strong game and, obviously, as you say, playing in place of Quaid Gordon, made some standout saves for a guy that has been warming that bench, warming his touche for quite some time. He definitely has. If we look at Dundee then... Deacon should have scored to make this 1-1. My man, that was abysmal. That was abysmal. Clean through, literally, probably about, what, 10, 12 yards out, and just blast the ball straight at Doris de Vries. I mean, you got to score that, particularly when you're at Celtic Park. Obviously, only a few chances. <laughs> got to take it. Yeah, anything that was really either side of the keeper there would have been a goal. And as you say, fired straight at de Vries. Wasn't the best he could have done. Elbax Howie with a good shot, but he didn't start the game again. He was only on in the 84th minute. Managed to get a good shot in this time. Again, I'm building the case for him starting. I can't understand this change. Yeah, he posed a threat certainly when he came on, Christian. Dundee actually posed quite a strong threat. Obviously had plenty of chances to score, particularly when you consider it was at Celtic Park. Generally, you maybe get one or two. They certainly had three decent chances that you could... Certainly have seen a goal. Disappointed that they didn't come away uh, with something. But encouraging signs uh, from Dundee going forward. Certainly looking better than a good number of other sides in the division. And again, Neil McCann doing a great job and should keep it going as a lot of these new signings gel. And for me, Christy, 
If Neil McCann gets Dundee into the top six, is he manager of the year? Could you make the same argument for Stephen Robinson at Motherwell too? I, I think that would be uh, very good seasons for both. I think I'm more edging towards Stephen Robertson at Motherwell considering they're now fourth on the table and they're looking good. They look much more of a solid side than Dundee. When they're in control, they look in control, whereas you think the slightest thing can change the Dundee game. Are there any other Dundee players that really shone out on Saturday? No, just I think there's better better games ahead for Roy Deacon. I really like him as a player and I, I expect him to uh, take those chances. Uh, obviously, it's a very bad miss, so uh, going forward, they'll have to hope he is a bit more clinical. They definitely will. Moving to Party Thistle Kilmarnock then. Well, Steve Clark is the new appointed Kilmarnock manager. Wasn't there this match, but you said he'd give, be a good pick. He seems to be a pretty high calibre pick and good for them to get him. Tremendous, Chrissy. I have to say I'm, I'm extremely surprised that they actually managed to find the budget uh, to appoint him. I mean, Kamarik has been struggling financially for a while now and really this is a tremendous appointment. I, I think he'll do great things for Kamarik and I'm very ex- extremely confident he will save them and keep them in the Premier League, which is the target for this season. I was going to ask, can he save them? And that's that one answered. He can save them! Jordan Jones, really the standout player for, for Kilmarnock. We've been drawing him out week upon week that if there's any threat for Kilmarnock, it's Jordan Jones. He just beat defenders like it was nothing. He got the first shots on target in the game and he was unlucky not to score. I know he had a, an offside goal disallowed, but he was really the standout and created all their opportunities. Yeah, and it's funny It's funny how it turns out when a new manager is watching from the stands, all of a sudden a number of players find their form and uh, bomb forward. As you say, Jones, we can't criticise him for his application so far this he season. He did step up of his game, though, to be fair, in this game. He was incredible for them. Yeah, he, he is certainly a, a very good day and was joined by a few others. So for Komarnik, uh beforehand we said, can we see them scoring? Hey, happened twice. I mean... It was Partick Thistle, the ones that looked extremely blunt. And instead of Kilmarnock being in serious trouble, it is now the men from Mary Hill. Thistle look in real, real trouble. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Drawing upon Kilmarnock, though, we have to pull out Frizzle for his fantastic shot. Really out of nothing. Not enough pressure on him, though, from a defensive point of view. But still nothing taken away from that shot. That was a strike, wasn't it? I mean... Absolutely beautiful from uh, Frizzle. Humongous victory for Kumar. I don't think this can be underestimated. I mean, uh, going up against Partick, their nearest rivals in the table. And it's amazing how quickly the mood at a club can turn around. A, a decent appointment, a win here. All of a sudden, there's uh, confidence to be found. Yeah, for sure. And Chris Boyd getting on the score sheet. A real poacher's goal, but nonetheless, he was there. He was there, so I was just rubbing my eyes to make sure I'd actually seen that correctly. Chris Boyd, yeah, what wasn't it was a textbook Chris Boyd goal, six yards, not much to do, just put the ball away. The key thing is though, can they get him scoring? Because he certainly, we know from from past seasons, he can score enough goals to make them survive. So that is a big a big goal for him. Definitely is. Thistle though, Palm again, yes, with a great shot. The ball coming from their man Blair Spittle, but that was really it. That was it, Christy, and they're still far too reliant on Blair Spittle for creativity. I mean, you've Chris Doolan, Connor Salmon, Miles Story up front. They're not scoring. They're not really contributing Having much. said that, Doolan did have a nice shot at the death of the game. 
and a great touch to bring it down, but yes, couldn't find the back of the net, and it was too little, too late. It was, as Jojo said, too little, too late, and frankly, that sums up Partick Thistle at the moment. They are really struggling badly. Defensively, they're having a nightmare. I mean, I'd love to hear Martin Keown uh, talking, analysing his son's uh, terrible defending for that Chris Boyd goal. Just awful, awful stuff. And unfortunately, at the other end for Partick, the goals have dried up. So you can't keep them out at one end. You can't score at the other. That's why you find yourself at the bottom of the table. Yes, the goals definitely have dried up. However, the last five or so minutes of the game with Doolan shot, I thought there was a lot of pressure on Kilmarnock. And I felt if they had played like that from the get-go, the result could have perhaps been different. Perhaps could have been different, Christy, but Kilmarnock at that stage were just hanging on for the result. Obviously, the two-goal leads, I think it would have taken something pretty remarkable for Partick Thistle uh, to score two. I mean, they just look so blunt at the moment. Disappointing. Disappointing for them. I mean, after a top-six season last year, they're winless this season. Played nine games, haven't won a game. This winless streak goes back 15 matches to last season. I mean, we have home to Dundee, away to Hamilton. I mean, they are two huge games. Absolutely massive. Two bad results here. Alan Archibald will be on the chop. I was going to say, is Alan Archibald going to go? He will be terminated if he loses these two games here. Not terminated as in, you know, disappear. He will be sacked, is what I mean. (laughs) Thank you for clearing that one up. Um, Hamilton, Motherwell then. The North Lanarkshire derby here. Hamilton won Motherwell 2 Motherwell up to fourth in the table. Five consecutive defeats, though, for Hamilton. They've really been taking the lead of matches, the first goal in this game, and then losing it. Yeah, and that's not good. That's not good for for a really poor side in Hamilton, a side that's lacking confidence, a squad that has no depth, a squad that is injury-ravaged, a squad that has no top-end talent to take the lead and then manage to lose all these games. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, I have to say. But... Did you see Giannis Scondras? Yes, what a fantastic strike by him. He couldn't have hit it much sweeter, could he? Sweet as a nut. It was absolutely delightful. And uh, yeah, Hamilton need more of that. If they are going to survive, I mean, we're looking at Botte Bye-Bye. He started, I mean, that is, what a name, Botte Bye-Bye. That is just outstanding. But unfortunately, didn't make much of an impact. I think Rakesh Bingham is still definitely the top striker for Hamilton, the big goal threat. But we are going to need... Uh, some randomers, some midfielders, some defenders to chip in with goals here. Otherwise, I am still seriously concerned that Hamilton are, in fact, the poorest team in the league and will be heading to the championship. Perhaps at this stage, I'd maybe have to agree. We talked about Scondras's fantastic goal, but it was him at the other end that caused Motherwell's goal. A simple clearance was needed. He totally mistimes the ball. It was a bit... Hit and miss for him. Really? Literally. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, At the back, Hamilton have looked pretty shaky. And as you say, conceding simple goals, conceding very slack goals, not what you'd expect from a side that should be tight, should be organised. They're very limited, so you think those basics will be in place, but not against Motherwell. And to let Louis Moe get an easy chance to score was uh, poor form. Was poor form, although it wasn't just the Louis Moe show this week. Hartley, with his third goal in four games, he's been one of Motherwell's standout players. Great finish from him, and he's a defender. He is a defender. He's a defender with a a lovely scoring streak at the moment for Motherwell fans, and 
yeah, as you say, people chipping in. It's not just the Louis Moult show. Obviously, he is still the man they sort of rally around uh, to get the lion's share. But as you say, Peter Hartley chiming in. Andy Rose, a lovely strike here as well. So if you get these other players chipping in, Motherwell top six, certainly not out of the question. I mean, in great form just now. Obviously, a big League Cup semi-final against Rangers at the weekend. Very interesting times ahead. Definitely not out the question. Bowman as well should have scored, had a few good shots, but just couldn't find the back of the net. Is he one of the Motherwell players we should be looking out for? Yeah, he's he's a pretty good start to the season so far. And as you say, uh, not just the Louis Moult show, Ryan Bowman chipping in up front uh, alongside Moult, providing a threat. Defences obviously have to look out for him. And Hamilton were unable to cope after taking the lead. So disappointed, but Motherwell's great season uh, keeps continuing. And... Would you say Motherwell the biggest surprise of the season so far, Christy? 100% the biggest surprise of the season and a pleasant surprise because their football's been good and good to watch. And tactically, they're getting it right at the moment and the players are performing. You know what Motherwell like, Christy? They're like when you eat like a bit of cheesecake or something. Oh Christ, where is this going? <laughs> it's like when you eat a bit of cheesecake and you put it in the fridge, right? And then you, you come back to it and, and you open it. And you think someone's eaten the last slice and then you find it right at the back of the fridge. That is what Mother are like. That is a nice surprise. Alrighty then. Um, swiftly moving on to Ross County versus Hearts. Ross County was hoping they'd win this one. I said 2-1. It would have been nice for them. First home game under Owen Coyle. But not to be. Hearts beating them 2-1. We knew it was going to be a tight one. What did you make of this? I made of this a very good result for Hearts. Uh, I think with Owen Coyle, obviously the bounce coming in from Ross County, this is a big win for Hearts. Obviously doing it down to 10 men for part of the game as well. I'd be very encouraged for as a Hearts fan, I have to say. I, I, I'm pretty impressed. Obviously, uh, we have our differences between Hibs and Hearts here. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Hearts could have a very nice period here. And I think they are even contenders for third position. Not sure about contenders for third position, but... Definitely more promising in the recent weeks. They're starting to come into form. They know what they're doing as a team. And this was a really good performance from them. We mentioned Goncalves for probably the last three weeks saying he's due a goal. It'll come, it'll come, it'll come. And it finally has. Yeah, it certainly has, Christy. I mean, celebrations all round. Scored. He should go on a run now. He has that level of talent. So, I mean, in combination with Lafferty... Walker obviously scored as well. Obviously, he has his head back on straight after the non-move to Rangers. I mean, this is a pretty good attacking trio. They have full of goals, full of creativity. Looks pretty good to me. I mean, I think, uh, as I've said, Goncalves and Lafferty should both be in double figures coming the end of the season. So there shouldn't be a goal-scoring problem for Hearts. And then at the back, Suter and Berra. Yeah, I mean, looks pretty good to me. Does look pretty good. Yes, Walker ending his 18-game run with no goal, even though he was a top scorer last season. He's found his shooting boots again. Could he be going on a run? He also did all the legwork in Goncalves' goal. Yeah, I think he'll be a, a critical player for them moving forward. I mean, obviously his head was very much swayed, similar to how we discussed Mares on the Premiership podcast, I think. Uh, Walker thought he was going to Rangers I believe he's a Rangers fan so uh, yeah obviously that non-move will have hurt him but head back on played well here obviously with the goal uh, helped Goncalves as well with, the, uh, with his goal three good strikers three strikers who can certainly score and most other teams will be fairly jealous of that in the league 
yes, they have a good attacking threat there. We're moving on to County now. A few dangerous balls into the box from Gardine. And a good equaliser at that time from Keeler Dunn. First senior goal, and I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, Keeler Dunn, I mean... uh can say it's a mouthful but he did he, he had a mixed afternoon I mean he scored that goal but late doors he missed that golden opportunity from clo- close range to rescue a point for County so uh, very much a, a mixed afternoon but he's showed up well so far in uh, Owen Coyle's uh, tenure and he looks to be one of the younger players that's going to get a run in the side I think that's one of Owen Coyle's sort of mantras get the young players in give them a run see see how they do and obviously Hearts have a similar mantra so uh, good young talent on show well, they definitely did well. Promising to see for them. Are there any other players that you'd pick out in this game? Just to say, I think we talked obviously about Hamilton being short of quality. I think you could say Ross County are definitely short of quality in terms of the squad. I think they need an influx of talent in January to ensure survival because the question we discussed at length last week was who's going to score the goals to see them safe. I think that's still an outstanding issue. And frankly... At this point, Christy, which squad would you rather have, Hamilton or Ross County? 100% Ross County. I think Owen Coyle will guide them to safety. And even though they might not have the attacking threat that other clubs have, they really work well as a team and they work together. And I think that's what will see them safe. Couldn't agree more. Moving to Rangers St Johnston then. It's 3-0 to Rangers in this one. Rangers had been struggling defensively, but they were great in defence at the weekend, really working as a unit. St Johnston had 16 corners and Rangers didn't concede once, keeping a clean sheet. So much more promising from them. I know this was Kachina's goal in this game was to have them defensively tighter and it worked. Yeah, it certainly did work, uh... Fabio Cardoso still looked to be a bit dodgy, I have to say, but Bruno Alves, perhaps his best game for Rangers. I mean, this was against a very limited St. Johnston team. I mean, they looked absolutely poor. We highlighted in the preview just how short of goal scorers they are when O'Halloran's missing. This is one of the poorest squads in the league, I have to say. An argument could be made here. It's so little X-Factor. Would you say this is a bottom three talent level squad? I mean, I, I think they could be as bad as that, I have to say. Again, it just depends on O'Halloran, doesn't it? I mean, we say when he's on form, they play well. When he's not on form, they don't. He wasn't playing this weekend. So it looked like a losing battle from the beginning. And it proved to be one. Yeah, I mean, they looked really poor defensively. Even worse offensively. Completely blunt, as I said, without O'Halloran. Steven Anderson was red-carded. Completely deserved. The only bright spot was the sighting of former Strunrar legend... Craig Thompson getting some game time, so always good to see a Strenar man uh, get some action in the Premier League, isn't it, Christy? Absolutely, no bias there. If we look at Rangers, though, and their promising performance, well, there was some substance to Morella saying that Peña is the best player he's ever played with because two good goals from him, two great finishes, and two even better balls in. Yeah, I think I must be on some sort of medication here. Peña scored twice, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was viewing, I have to say, uh, on Friday night. I was like, what is going on here? And not only did he score, 
One of them was actually a, a really good goal. They were really good goals. They were both really good goals. Not just right place, right time. He had work to do and they were good finishes. They were good finishes and you're right to point out Tavernier and his attacking quality to uh, bring about that goal. Again, Declan John, he provided good width, good attacking talent and really troubled that St. Johnson defence. So definitely things to build on for Rangers from an attacking point of view. The only strange thing was Alfredo Morelos. I mean, he looked a bit he's looked a bit off colour in recent games. Same again here. Didn't make much of an impact. Generally looked a bit slow, a bit heavy leg. Just not as as if he wasn't fully fit. So that was a bit surprising. Um, but certainly scoring three goals at St Johnston. It's a good day at the office. It's a pretty good day. I actually thought Morelos looked a little bit better than he has in recent weeks. He was less isolated. He was a better attacking threat, in my opinion. And he worked well with the team, I'd say, this week. I think you're right to highlight the fact he had more support in this game. I think that makes a difference. Obviously, he makes his living inside the box. You don't want him running in the channels, uh, down the wings, etc. You want the likes of Candelas, Windus doing that. And then Dorn's got in support. Uh, and Peña getting support for him so yeah I think I think um, the support is the key to Morelis uh, performing and certainly getting back amongst the goals You mentioned Dorans, nice shot from him originally, crashed off the bar but scored later on and he's on five goals which I believe is the second top in the league what a season he's having so far Yes, and he, he played very well, managing to get forward an awful lot here. Should in general be playing further forward for me, uh, as we've said, uh, I like him in that Frank Lampard role, arriving late into the box, as he's shown numerous occasions, and indeed in this game again. A great shot, he also clattered the bar, and then obviously got in the box to score just a minute later. So uh, for me, I would like to see him in that Peña role, you know, the Peña role where you end up in the box an awful lot. I think he's got more legs than Peña. Uh, I know we both agree that Pena is probably not our favourite player. I think he could do with being upgraded. But I think if they tried Dorans in that role, I think they would certainly get some value from it. Well, Pena's got a lot to prove. One game's not going to change that. But good signs of life. He's shown he can score. Good finishes there. Food for thought on Dorans in that position. Yes. Are there any other players you're drawing upon from this game? Yeah, I think just to say that Daniel Candelas was very quiet. I know he's he's obviously made an impact. He tends to flirt in and out of games. You know, he's not always present. He's not always getting on the ball, dribbling, etc. He tends to sort of drift in and out. Josh Windus, I mean, he got in some good positions here, but man, is he lacking confidence. And he has a terrible habit of standing on the ball. I mean, at times he dribbled the ball straight out of play, stood in the ball, just... He looks unsure of what position he's playing. He's stuck out in the wing. Obviously, that's not his ideal position. He's better in field. Arguably, he'd be better in that Peña role. For me, I'd like to see him get a run there. Um, he's got good pace. He can dribble past defenders. He does get into the box. Just like to see him maybe have the confidence to try a few shots at goal and generally get a bit more involved to get, his, um, get himself on the ball a bit more. Considering he had such a promising start to the season, what's caused this lack of confidence, do you think? I don't know. I think I think being stuck out in the left wing hasn't helped. I mean, I think he's, he early on was drifting in and out of games. He sort of plays well for a period, then disappears. Similar to Candelas, he does get in good positions, 
But I think when he gets the ball, he's just sort of panicking, particularly when he gets it in the box or gets in a shooting position. I think because he's had quite a few poor shots, he's now reluctant to take uh, the shooting on, which is disappointing because I think he should certainly be chipping in with some goals. Uh, I think that's a disappointing aspect of his game so far. Um, and if that improves, then Rangers will have certainly some attacking midfielders because they'll have Dorans, Windus, Pena and Candelas all who can chip in with goals to help out Morelos. It's not a bad position to be in. Well, I think that sums up everything for the Scottish Premiership this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please do join in for our previews of next weekend's matches. Thank you and goodbye.